Hello, my name is Flick Beckett and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picture House podcast proudly sponsored by Kia, the champion of independent cinema nationwide. Today we chat with director Adura Onoshile about her superb film Girl and I urge you to stay to the end for her superb speech in support of why you should watch this film in a cinema. Will you tell me the story? Myung and living with my grandmother. You were getting water from a well and you made a wish. That I would have somebody who could be my friend. So you won't be lonely. So I won't be lonely. And you waited and waited and almost gave up hope. Yes. But then I came along. And I'll never be lonely again. Welcome to the Picture House podcast, Adura Onoshile, director and writer of The Wonderful Girl. Hi, Felicity. Thank you so much. Thank you. So you are about to have your UK premiere at the BFI London Film Festival, but you had your world premiere at Sundance earlier this year. And I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about being selected for Sundance and how it was being part of the actual live events and festival. You know, being part of Sundance is the stuff of dreams. And you certainly don't think that you're going to get that with your first feature. And they do this funny thing where they try. I wasn't expecting them to ring me directly. I thought they'd ring my producers. But they do this thing. They've just got this tradition where they always ring the director. So I got an email. And it looked like it was from the Sundance team. And I was like, oh, they, they probably have some questions about the score because we hadn't con- completed the score by then I got an email saying oh can you give us your phone number please and I was like okay yeah it'll be about that I gave the phone number and somebody rang me and I was like hi 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 yes I know the score isn't com-. and she was like oh well we thought the score was fine but but that's not why I'm ringing and then she took a pause and she said um we were just wondering whether you'd like to come to Sundance this year <laughs> I'd really love to know if anybody says no, but I I literally went, oh, is this a joke? Stop it. And she was like, no. And then I screamed at her. I just screamed on the phone because it was just like, what? Our film has gone into Sundance. It was phenomenal. And I kept saying to her, no, it's not real. It's not real. But it was real. She was like, no, it is real. See you in January. So that was in December. And then, yeah, it was real. We went to Sundance. Yeah. That's- so special and now London Film Festival I mean really cherries on cakes and all of that sort of thing so how are you feeling about your UK premiere? Well actually interestingly we have had because I'm based in Scotland we have had the Glasgow Film Festival which was our UK premiere but I do see London Film Festival as sort of coming home for me because I grew up in London I've lived in Glasgow for like uh, 13 years now but I grew up in London. Not only did I grow up in London, I spent a lot of time at the Curzon Soho, like whiling away afternoons on my own, watching indie films. And so for the film to be shown there, there was just like a special, it was a special thing for me. Cause like, you know, all those times like, oh mate, when I was like in my early twenties, just like watching films, I just never imagined 
that my film would screen there. It just wasn't, it's, yeah, I just oh, never congratulations. invented Congratulations, that is so <laughs> special, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, it's amazing, it's amazing. So listen, let's talk about Girl. Um, Adora, can you just introduce our listeners to your beautiful film and your fascinating characters, Grace and Armour? So Girl, I think, is a coming of age for two characters, both 24-year-old Grace and her 11-year-old daughter, Amma. And basically, as Amma reaches puberty, this brings about some of, uh, forces Grace to kind of face how Amma came into the world, which was through an assault, and an assault that Grace has never really dealt with. And uh, the film is about her understanding that she needs to do that in order to really mother Anna. And it really is, I, I really think it's a meditation on love more than anything. Meditation on love and safety and what it means to really change for love and for the sake of love. Yeah, that's kind of what the film's about. Yes, and how the parameters of love can move to fit when it feels so unsafe and you don't believe for a second that that could possibly happen. Absolutely. I think in this day and age, more and more, the question of safety and who's allowed to feel safe and who feels safe and, and how important safety is, it feels like, I don't know, it feels like our society is caring less and less about that, whether that be the safety of the NHS, the safety of doctors, the safety of newly arrived immigrants, the safety of teachers, the safety of children. And I, yeah, and I think it's just like a fundamental human right to feel emotionally and physically safe. And it just feels very pertinent right now. But for me, it was about a woman, a young woman coming to terms with a part of herself that she'd always kept buried. Within the a context of a single mother and a daughter relationship which is not a very explored relationship anyway mm -hmm. especially from a young girl becoming a teenager mm -hmm. and how that impacts on the mother's mother and daughter relationship which it does very much in any situation for a mother mm -hmm. and a daughter but in their situation you have Grace's deep trauma and the fact that there's just the two of them and they're experiencing the immigrant experience as well so there's a lot of complicated things going on for this for this dynamic and I wondered why you you, you put so much in it in a way was it was it did you feel that it needed to be that, that complex but in a way it's still quite simple <laughs> yeah it's a very simple tale isn't it mm. like it's a very simple story and and I guess the context of them being immigrants is there, but it's not about their immigration and it's not about that. It's really centered on the relationship between the two of them. I think often, you know, for me, it's the, some of the outside factors that create the situation where Grace has to look at us, look at herself. Basically, Amma becoming friends with somebody else and being curious, another little girl, and being curious about the world outside and starting to question her mother about who she is and who she might be. and those are the things. So it felt important to include those outside factors because although it's based on their relationship, it's those outside factors sort of closing in on Grace a little bit that force her to really look at things and 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 to look at herself and to and to make the sort of change that she needs to make. And it is funny, isn't it? Because there are all these factors, but really not a lot happens. <laughs> you know, it's not a film of big drama and gratuity. It really isn't. It's very quiet and uh, and I think maybe. I think when you have a character like Grace who's so closed in, as in she's so shut down emotionally, 
it becomes really important to spend like quiet nuanced time with her because her change is sort of incremental and yeah and and that's kind of like that felt like a really important thing to be able to illustrate through the film and with Arma, it is her it's her curiosity that challenges grace's narrative which is you know so paper thin you know and she's protecting it so vehement in in any way she can but it's so clear that it's got to, to break open whatever you know whatever, and and the trust no one trust no one trust no one yet Arma only knows complete trust in her mother so yeah it's, just, it's such an interesting paradox that absolutely um, actually yeah that's really astute of you that wasn't something I'd I'd really thought about before because because Grace presumes Amma's going to trust her, yet she curbs her trust of everyone else. Again, that contradiction, it's mad, isn't it? And that's the thing, isn't it? All this, Grace's desire to keep Amma close comes from a place of pure love. But of course, Amma's just a teenager and naturally that's what teenagers do. They become, they become curious about the world and they try to stand on their own two feet. So nothing Amma's doing is out of the ordinary. But for Grace, it becomes this really kind of like challenging notion of her, her daughter finding something else, uh, independence outside of outside of Grace, and that forces Grace to look at her own life and herself. Yeah. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before, so that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. And Arma, of course, is so hyper aware of her mother's needs. And I just thought Lashante Bonsu, oh, you know, she has such a deep, tenderness and sweetness in her dealing with her mother because she's so understand you know I just thought how did you tell me what you saw in this fabulous little actress I know <laughs> and the thing is she hadn't really done anything else before and she just has you know she kind she came with that felicity she just came with that depth of like feeling I'll always remember there's a scene where she starts her period and I'd never seen Lashanti do this because normally she's very good. She, not very, she, she, everything she does is good, but she just normally just clicked into herself. And I was worried about the period scene because it's not something Lashanti had experienced yet. And, and I didn't know how much it had been discussed with her, what it was. And we had a little bit of a chat about it. And she said, yeah, I know what a period is. And I was like, well, in, 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 in Anna's case, she's never been told about it. She doesn't know it's a possibility and suddenly it happens. And she said, okay, I get it. And then she just went quiet and for a minute, I think I turned around, I turned back and she had headphones in. I was like, oh, she's getting into, she's getting into character. What is, and she took the headphones out and I was like, what are you listening to? And she was like, I just wanted to listen to something that made me think about what it might feel to just be really, really, really scared. <laughs> and I was like, what were you listening to? And she was listening to like just a pop song. <laughs> <laughs> it got her to that place. And I just, I found her endlessly fascinating. And that was from the beginning, really, when she sent her tape in, because initially people had to do tapes, actors had to do tapes in the casting. When she was silent, I felt like I was just being, 
I was entering a world of emotion and thought without her having having to say anything. She's a real blessing. She's a real blessing of a performer. Yeah. Well, the pair of them, because Deborah Lukumwena was just jaw-dropping as Grace. And I was just thinking, there was almost like a a fly-on-the-wall documentariness to her walk through the streets at night. She was so naturally terrified. Can you tell me about Deborah's journey with Grace and what kind of direction you gave her? She was just amazing. Okay, so Deborah is a Césaire winning actress, you know, like she is, she, she has, she has her chops. And uh, as soon as she sent her tape, as soon as I met her, you want to find everybody you collaborate with, you want them to elevate what you've done. And she just elevated Grace. Grace was on the page to a certain extent, absolutely. But Deborah absolutely elevated her. And Deborah was also very, very invested in being emotionally truthful mm. and integrity and authenticity. And she asked a lot of questions, but she also had a lot of trust in me. And to this day, I'm just really impressed by that because I was, I was, you know, the journey of Grace isn't an easy one. She's a quiet character. She's closed in. Deborah was very physical. And something I did right at the beginning of the process before we shot was that I had two weeks, three weeks, sorry, rehearsals with Deborah and Mashanti. So that they they held some of that physicality and and Deborah held that trauma inside of her as well. We explored all of that. But yeah, no, she's just a phenomenal actress. And you know, my thing is, because uh, I I also in a in another life I moonlight as an actor. My thing is I trust actors. I just do. I, I trust that the, the main work is in the casting and then, you know, you just have to go on a journey with them. And then, and it's just, yeah, she was phenomenal. And also your, your supporting cast, because I, I really enjoyed Liana Turner as Fiona. And I love the fact that she, you weren't sure where you were with her. Was she, was it, was she going to be a goodie? Was she going to be a baddie? You know, and, her performance was always a little bit ambiguous until you knew what you knew kind of thing so yeah yeah, tell me about her yeah okay so I have a funny story about Lana Lana is the opposite of Lashanti like she's a theater kid does theater studies uh does theater club after school and does dance classes and like the character uh she's into uh, Fiona she's into dancing so her audition was like prepare a scene and do some dancing for us. (laughs) And honestly, my jaw dropped. I mean, she was phenomenal in the scene. And then she did this dance number that she just did off the cuff. And it was so vibrant and feisty. I I literally clapped at the end of it because I was just like, where have you come from? You're amazing. And um, yeah, I think she just has, she just has a kind of confidence to her that allows her to be able to shape shift quite quickly. And I like that sort of mercurial quality she had she has at the beginning. And of course, she is the real instigator of the change, isn't she? She's the one that really kind of decides, and I don't like what's going on here and I don't understand it and I want to do something about it. And and that's because of her 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 care for Amma. So yeah, I loved she's a very great act. She's a very good actress. She is. And very quickly, I just want to touch on Danny Sapani as well as Samuel. And he is such a good man. And I just loved 
that portrayal that came from his heart without a doubt and how Grace is so unable to see him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I couldn't have asked for a better cast in, in, in that foursome. I, Danny's work I've known for a very long time and I really respect him as an actor. And, you know, he's done big things like, like Wakanda Forever now. And, you know, he's like on that league. And I wrote to him especially just to give him the part because I just always saw him ask him if he would just play the part it was a small part and I didn't know whether he would accept but I just wrote to him and was just like I just need your energy on, in this film I need your heart I need your integrity I need your intimacy I, I even need your epicness like you have one of the best lines in for me in the whole film when he says to Grace at the end it's not just about Amma Grace, you have to feel safe too. And I just needed a hell of a lot of wisdom and depth to, to come to come behind those words. And Danny was perfect for that. Yes, in that respect, he was so vital. And I love all those words you've used to, to sum up what his character needed to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, lovely. So just to finish up, you know, the the look of the film is beautiful. It's luminous and obviously the score is fabulous. Tell me and all our listeners why this needs to be seen in a cinema. Ah, oh, my goodness. Listen, it's a film. It might be about an intimate relationship, but it is an epic film because it's about the universality of love and, and how love can change things and make our lives better. And and for me, the poetry of that, the real poetry of that is all in Soraya Jelani's work as a production designer and Kirsty Halliday as the costume designer. And then most of all, Tasha Back as our uh, cinematographer. They create this depth of such aching beauty that you're caught between this thing of the drama and tension of what the characters are going through versus the film treating them with so much love and so much beauty and so much care. And that conflict, that very conflict is the conflict of their relationship, of the love versus the trauma. And so it became really important to me that if I'm gonna show this character that's been through all this pain, that I've got to treat her with absolute sort of beauty and care and attention. And that's where, and, that, and I think a screen, a big screen, affording characters that intimacy with that much beauty has to be seen uh, on a big screen on a cinema screen absolutely oh my god I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm going to take that final speech and I'm just going to broadcast it across the world that is just wonderful thank you so much thank you oh, thank you Felicity it's been a joy it's been yeah. a joy talking to you and thank you for taking the time to watch the film and to connect with it I really appreciate that thank it's, you so it's much it's a wonderful film thank you See thank you, you. Take, take care, care.